So here we go. Here is the beginning of our series, Love and Relationships. We do this every single year. It's my favorite series of the entire year. And when I say series, if you're, if you're newer to the LWY fam, uh, what it is is that one right there. A little bit more is it's a we, we typically meet in person on Sunday nights at 630 at the Church of Living Water in Olympia and we we worship together and we commute we have community and we just love to pursue God's presence and then we talk about um, the Bible or we, we, we have a message we preach or we talk about uh, an issue or something that you guys uh, just have going on in your yeah. lives a lot and so relationships are a big one we uh, are in a relationship. We've been in a dating relationship. We've been in a hoped to be dating relationship, one sided, and uh, and an engaged relationship twice, and now in a married relationship. Twice to each other. Yeah, twice to each other. I've been we've been engaged twice to each other. We, most of you've heard that story, but if you haven't, we'll hear it. We'll hear it again someday. But uh, and then we're obviously married. We've been married for six and a half years, mm-hmm. almost six and a half years. The half is important, Wesley, because he always gives me a hard time about <laughs> the halves. Um, and uh, so we love relationships. But here I want to just set some context because this is really important to, to both of us, that the goal isn't just that you become uh, the best potential husband or the best potential wife as you possibly can be. Uh, or to have the best relationship in high school as you possibly can have, or the just to, to finally get to date that girl you've been dreaming about every time you watch her worship in LWY, kind of creepy. Um, it's not just about uh, d- dating tips and how, you know how to do relationships, like you know, like to the, to get the best out of them. But for for ultimate, ultimately for us as we walk through relationship, it's a discipleship process. Yeah. Like relationships help us grow in our relationship with Jesus. Yeah, and uh, help us become disciples more. And, um, and our, our followership of Jesus is the, the most paramount thing mm-hmm. for our relationship. Mm-hmm. And so for us, we're more, we're more passionate about helping you guys in relationships, uh, not just figure out how to get the guy you want to get, get the girl you want to get, or, um, you know, date in the way that like, you know, it's, is okay enough. What, what, how far is the yeah. line for things? Really our heart is, we want to help you guys do healthy relationships, period, across the board. Yeah. Because relationships are a mirror of our relationship with the Father and with God, and we really believe that uh, it, it's a it's about the journey of discipleship and following Jesus more than anything else. Mm-hmm. And so, for us, it's about healthy relationships. It's not just dating in high school and how to do it all. It's it's there's so much more to that. We want you to have healthy, thriving relationships. Yeah. Period. And that's what the Love and Relationship series is all about as we go through the next few weeks. So let me give you a couple things. First thing is, uh, so tonight's night one. We're going to talk a little bit. We got a quick thing on our heart we're going to share with you about some specific relationship stuff. And then we're going to completely open it up and provide an opportunity for you to, um, I don't know if I'm live on Facebook or not. I just realized maybe I'm on. Um. (laughs) Pastor John's texting me. Um. (laughs) Um, I don't. I can't multitask. We uh, we're gonna provide the opportunity for you to submit questions. I think this worked um, via anonymous. Yeah, oh yeah, here we yes. go. Yes. Uh, texting. I pinned it there. Text relationships to nine seven zero zero zero, and submit questions about relationships. We're gonna take some time at the end and uh, and respond to some of those. But then we're also going to, if you want to comment in here, I'm gonna do everything. We're gonna do everything we can to try to catch some stuff and scroll back through if you've got questions in here. Yeah. Uh, if you want to like, you're just bold and brave and don't care that your name is there, fantastic. If you really want a little more incognito to ask some questions, nothing's off limits. We'll, we'll take it to the anonymous thing through our texting uh, app and then uh, we'll, we'll hit some at the end because that's really, we want to hear where you guys are at and, yeah. and go from there. So are you guys ready? Here we go. Uh, I'll let you. I'll let you open because okay. what we're each going to do is we're each going to share something that is uh, incredibly valuable. If you'll if you'll hear it and you'll you'll be open to it, some some valuable things that we've seen in our own relationships, um, in relationship seasons, from dating to being engaged twice to each other to being married, and then what we're seeing a lot in our context of yeah. students that are in relationships in high school, and uh, and so. Holly had just a great thing that she wanted to just challenge you with um, about 
something that's very val- was valuable to her, and then we'll have a conversation about it. But I, I think she's going to challenge you with it too. So. What's that thing? What's that thing on your heart? Yeah. The importance of bringing others into your relationship world. So wherever you are on the spectrum of when you're, when we're looking at this idea of love and relationships, if you find yourself thinking like, Oh, this is so far off. That's okay. That's good. This is, these are great thoughts to hold on to, to walk forward in the future with. So the value and importance of bringing others in when you are in a dating, pre-dating relationship to dating relationship, then someday engaged, someday married. This applies all across the board. It is really easy to start thinking about somebody and start getting really excited about being in a relationship with somebody and kind of keeping it in your own little world, maybe sharing with some friends like, oh my gosh, this person's so hot. I'm so excited. They texted me. They DM'd. Oh, I don't even know the right term. DM to me on Instagram. (laughs) Guys, I'm we're so up up with the times. Totally fine. But so we get so caught up in those little moments or excited about those things, but they're so alone in a sense. Um, And I have seen in our relationship, the, the benefits of, and then the negatives of, um, the value of bringing somebody in and yeah. watching people really close to us, watching a bunch of you as you struggle through navigating relationships, how significant it is when you pause and go, okay, I'm in the stages of pre-dating. I'm not even dating somebody, but I am liking this person. We like each other or how do I navigate it? And yeah. so I need to bring someone else's value and input in. And a lot of times our parents are awesome for yeah. that. Yeah incredible. We are so quick to throw away the judgment and insight and wisdom of our parents, but it's crazy. They're older than us. And so they've experienced a few more parts about relationships than we have. Holly's mom, when she found out I started liking her, we started liking each other in high school, eighth grade, actually, technically she was a freshman. You started liking me in eighth grade. Hey, let's clarify. So but when I started to pursue her, called her, wanted to hang out with like take walks with my dog because I walked my dog like a good dog owner by her house because she had a park there. Uh, her mom started going, what's going on here? And and then made some really clear boundaries for her if, to me that, you know, we, we weren't going to really be doing that. So I, just in regards to the parental side, there was, and it was great because in that season, it wasn't the right timing anyway. And, but mm-hmm. I didn't feel that though. And, and she, she definitely did because she wasn't really about it either. But I love that. Can we talk for a second about about that? Because I think when I when I think about okay. our high school students, when I think about a lot of you, a lot of the, those that are part of our group or in a high school season, and, and you know what, take high school out of it. Honestly, it's really yeah. it's really any season of of the dating in pursuit type of relationship stuff. Why there? It's so difficult for so many people to bring people in. Like, why is it so hard? Yeah. For for people to really truly invite other voices, wise voices of yeah. counsel into the relationship or the potential of a relationship. Um, like, why is that? I, we were, as we were talking before, um, because that's the reality. I think some of you would yeah. hear that and you'd go, yeah, of course I'd, I need good counsel, wise people to talk into my relationship, but I don't do that. Why? A couple of the things that popped to my head. One, mm-hmm. the reality is for, I think a lot of, where I was, but maybe for a lot of you are, is you don't really want to invite what they have to say mm-hmm. into the relationship. Yeah. There's a fear of if I really let them in and say, hey, will you speak into this, that they might say, hey, maybe it's not a great time to be pursuing them or the way you're pursuing mm-hmm. them or the way you're being pursued isn't healthy from my vantage point. And so there's probably a lot of fear of like, I don't want somebody to, to ruin the mojo yeah. that I've got going on right now with this girl, with this guy. And so part of that process is just the isolation of like, I know that if I can wall people away from speaking into this, I can kind of keep doing this thing the way I want to do it at the speed I want to do it and the things in the relationship that I want to mm-hmm. do. And I see that happening in high school a lot. I think some of it's the fear of their parents judging because their parents raised them a certain way and mm-hmm. then the guy or the girl that they're pursuing or they're being pursued by isn't to the standards that maybe that they've been set. 
Yeah. So there's this like, I can't let them know. I don't want to invite anybody else in to know because if they find out, then they tell my parents, they tell my pastor, they tell my whatever. Mm-hmm. There can just become this like, I got to keep this thing walled up so that people don't, 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 you know, don't judge me or speak into it or ruin it. And man, I can't, uh, you jump in at any point, mm-hmm. but I can't encourage you enough. Like if those feelings are there for you, first of all, it's probably not the right time or the right person. Yeah. If you've got this hesitation about, about people that genuinely mm-hmm. love you, pastors, leaders, mentors, uh, people you look up to, parents, that if you have any kind of reservation or hesitation about them speaking into your relationship or the potential of a relationship because you're worried about them putting a kibosh on what's going on, uh, it, it, it may be a good indicator that it's not the right person or time. Um, so consider that. But man, as a person who's done relationships alone in seasons and with great men and women invested in and pouring in, speaking in, I can't tell you how much healthier I am yeah. and the relationship is when I allow access for people to speak into it truly and genuinely and call me out or call me up, call us up. And rather than try to like, I got this, I'm going to do the things I want to do. I'm going to pursue mm-hmm. the way I want to pursue. And like, you guys can, you know, I'm not going to let anybody, man, I just wish more high school students, hey, you're going to do, if you're going to do relationships in high school, yeah. if you're going to pursue invite people into it that you know will speak the truth to you and love you and then listen to what they say you don't have to always do everything that they say but man have ears to hear eyes to see and receive the things that they want to speak into Mm -hmm. you i can guarantee you wisdom says your your yourself personally and your relationship is going to be healthier and ultimately healthy relationships is part of that goal and uh, that's really that's really tough but man, it's, it, it, it doesn't go away as we're married for six mm-hmm. years. It could, it could be easy for us to just start to isolate, isolate, isolate. We got our own thing. It's inconvenient to bring other people in. Mm-hmm. I can't, it can't be more, it can be farther from the truth how important mm-hmm. it is still to bring people in that can speak into it with truth and love. Anything yeah. else you'd say there? I think I was, as we we're talking, I was thinking of one specific example. My freshman year at college, I remember being, there's a guy who was, infatuated with and he was he loved Jesus but he was not to the standard of the type of person I needed to be in a relationship with but I was so hungry to be just accepted and wanted by somebody I was talking to a wise friend on the phone and they were just speaking truth into me because I was being honest I hadn't I hadn't been really honest with a lot of people about like hey this is a guy I'm interested in and that awesome friend of mine named Chase Merrill at the time <laughs> spoke just truth into this situation. And I was like, it, but it hurt, it hurt so bad for a moment because I just, I wanted to be, I, I realized that I had to go through this process of rejection. Yeah. Um, and all I wanted to do was be wanted and seen. And it was really painful for a really, really short season. But looking forward it would have been so much more painful I would have been so much more unhealthy I would have walked away in some areas from intimacy with Jesus and what he had called me to be um and do and who I was supposed to be with my life if I hadn't honestly brought in some wise counsel and brought other people in and so I look and I got so much better um because of that not because of that just that moment but so many examples that's just one example of the value of bringing others in that yeah. speak truth and know you and can call you out and then encourage you. Yeah, it's so good. Uh, inviting people in. And mm-hmm. I, the last thing I'll say on that, and then I got one thing to encourage you with before we open up for some, for some Q&A, which I cannot wait for. Uh, if you're, here's a couple of stages. Practical action steps for you as you're watching and listening. Uh, if, you're, if you're in a relationship, you're a high school student and college student, young adult, whatever, and you're in a relationship currently, um, who do you have that has the access to speaking to that relationship that, that, that loves you, that you can trust, but that also is unafraid and unashamed Mm -hmm. and unhesitant to speak the truth to you, Mm -hmm. to help you ultimately make the wisest decisions about your trajectory of Mm -hmm. life with this person that you're pursuing or, or who is pursuing you. 
some of you are going to have to make a decision. You're, you're in a relationship and you have not really brought people in the way that they should be brought in. You're going to have to make a, you're to make a decision uh, to, to swallow pride and lay down the preferences and the desires of your own heart at the, at the, the will of the Father. Like, mm-hmm. like letting Jesus really lead your relationship equals bringing people in who love Jesus, who can speak healthy truth into your relationship. Um, so think about that. If you're thinking, if you're pre-relationship, uh, you're, you're, you know, you're, you're wanting to pursue somebody or there's, there's already, there's some of the, some of the things are starting to brew, uh, of a relationship, man, it's still just as important. Find, find a pastor, find a leader, find somebody, find a parent and say, this is where I'm at. Yeah. We're starting to talk. We're starting to connect. I'm starting to really fall mm-hmm. for this girl. I don't love using that term. I'm starting to really begin to find myself um, longing to be with this person more and more and more. Will you speak into this? How do you how do you think I am right now as a person in my my journey? Am I healthy? Am I got am I got things in my life in a place where they're not completely out of control? Yeah. Um, you know, so pre pre dating in a relationship in a relationship, and then some of you are in seasons where you know you shouldn't be in one, mm-hmm. or you're you're not, the person that you're dating is not the right person, uh, and so a lot of the time too, you feel like you you can't you're alone, yeah. or you make a decision. Um, where you, it'd be better to invite somebody in. So it all across the board, whatever season of relationship is so valuable to invite the right people in to speak into it. Yeah. Truth and love. Cool. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And thank you for uh, being open to the people. I genuinely, at that time, I genuinely did not like you. You like did that. not like I me. was giving you brother in Christ kind of relationship advice without any kind of strings attached. It was genuine. Yeah. So, um, in that right. Yeah. Anyway, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, here's a lot. Here's the thing I would challenge you with, and then we'll open up Q and a, and this is something that we, we preach over and over and over. And I will, I will until I have no more breath in my lungs, uh, because of how important and vital it is in this season for you as a high school student or those that are, um, you know, in that season of life. And, the most important thing I can tell you is that rather than being so focused and driven to yeah. find the right one, take that energy and that focus and that passion and that desire and leverage mm-hmm. it into becoming the right yeah. one. And as cliche as that sounds, as many times as you've heard it before, I cannot overexpress to you the mm-hmm. value of you, of you processing, okay, God. I do want to have a relationship one day. Like, I want to be a husband. I want to be a wife. I want to, I, this guy is the guy I like. This girl is the girl I like. They're the ones that, who who are they? Where are they? I mean, I was so obsessed with that when I was in high school for so long. The who. Who is the who? I want to know who's my future wife. I prayed about it every day. I wrote a journal to this future lady. Genuinely, I, I was obsessed. And the Lord had to take me on a journey. And I, if I could go back, I would have spent more time uh, being content with developing the man that God had called me to be in friendships and just with my future, mm-hmm. spending more time becoming the right one versus me trying to find the right one. And and I think that's just so valuable because I think some people feel, especially in high school, they see all these relationships around mm-hmm. them. Some of them are great. Some of them are yeah. But they see all these relationships, they see it on social media, they see it at school, they see it, and they, they just can begin to get just relationship envy and like, how I'm not in one, why am I still single? I got to find one to feel like I'm complete, to feel like my life has got value. And I just would say, no, you don't. You don't. You, you actually don't. And mm-hmm. I, we are not going to, we've said this before on our, our in our first year here as, as high school pastors, um, you know, so people are like, should you date in high school? And, you know, it's like the age-old question youth pastors get. And uh, you, here's our answer. Should you date in high school? Sometimes. Or maybe. Uh, man, because some it, it's not just about a, a yes or no in this area. There's so much to this. Yeah. Um, and so we're not going to sit here and be like, Dating in high school is is completely 100% fail. You know, you're going to be, you're going to fail. It's not going to work. Like we liked each other throughout high school. I liked her throughout high school. Um, And look at where we, come on, let's go. But, but what I, man, what I'd encourage you to, to consider is how am I becoming the right one right now? 
am I growing in my love for Jesus? Yeah. Am I growing in my desire for God's word? Am I growing in my my longing to be in God's presence? Am I growing in my love for people through the lens of God, uh, the way that he sees them? If those things are growing, if fruit mm-hmm. from your life is just being produced in those areas, I promise you in the right time, man, the Lord is going to bring that person alongside of you in a way that like, you would ne- you would. You wouldn't be able to spend the, the days, weeks, months, years searching for them the way that the Lord will bring them in those moments because you're focused on pursuing him and becoming the right man or the right woman. Yeah. And so you've probably heard that before, but I think some of us just need to be reminded. It's Again, it's one of those principles that carries even into uh, marriage. Mm-hmm. We're like, okay, I, I've got her now. Like, I found the right one. Yeah. And it doesn't always... Um, it's not the most fulfilling thing in life. No. Like, marriage is amazing. Mm-hmm. It is awesome on so many levels. Uh, dating and being engaged and being married is is just, it's amazing. But it's not fulfilling like you thought it would be. Yeah. Because only just can ultimately fulfill yeah. to that place of, yeah. like, you find everything you think you want, and then you realize, oh, this person's sinful, and I'm even more messy and simple than I thought. Cause when I, when I'm, I'm full, I am fully exposed. And so I need more of Jesus. Yeah. And that is the only source of my, the ultimate source of my fulfillment. Yeah. Like he can add a lot of great things to my life, but it's only through just that only source individually. And it goes back to that. Like we need other people in our lives individually and then our lives together. Totally. And we got to constantly be, be becoming who we are supposed to be. Yeah. Moving towards Jesus yeah. in all of these areas of life. Yeah. All these seasons of life. So if you're not dating yet, but you want to be, man, just press into God and go, God, God, who are you creating me to be? How can I grow closer to you and more in you, my identity in you? And, uh, then and pull wise people in with you to yeah, walk through that journey. Absolutely. Going back to that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And if you are dating, uh, don't stop that that journey and that development of who God has called you to be. I think sometimes we're like, okay, I've got a girlfriend now. Okay, I've got yeah. my boyfriend now. And then it's like just all about those moments together. And it's all about us being together when we're with groups and being together when we're solo and dating and all these different things that are awesome. And we forget the value of continuing to grow in the number one mm-hmm. most important relationship with Jesus. And man, if you're dating somebody right now, I challenge you. Are you are you stagnant? Are you lukewarm in your relationship with the Lord, or are you are you continually becoming hotter in uh, your love for God? Is the person you're dating helping that cultivate that in you? You can't count on them to do that, but man, if you're in a healthy relationship, there's components of that happening uh, together. So that would be um, the final thing I would say in regards to uh, becoming the right one versus finding the right one. Now, let's let's shift gears. Anything else you want to add to that to that statement? Okay. Let's get some of these questions. Let's shift gears, and we want to start taking some questions from you guys. Let me just open up my laptop. Okay. You guys ready? Um, Sierra, you're awesome. Jacob, you're awesome. Awesome. You're awesome. Here we go. I don't know if this is going to work. sure no questions came in. Well, what we'll do is if you asked a question already, let's go, go ahead and re-ask it. Um, and then we'll go from there. Okay, here we go. I'm going to read the question out loud because I've got them in front of me. Um, yes. Here we go. Good question. Shayla. Shayla asks, you can probably read it right there. Are there any boundaries for the person you choose to be let into the relationship? Are there things to be kept between the couple alone? Good question. Uh, I got thoughts. You want to start? Okay. I mean, I think Shayla, great question. Um, well, a couple of things. I would say there's a difference between like your peers. There's a t- difference between your girlfriends and your boyfriends, like your, your guy friends and your girlfriends. If you're who you're like, oh, this is going on. Like this is where we're at. You know. But I think I think when we're really talking about having people speak in, we're really talking about about people that are that are more experienced in life and seasons and relationships than you are. So yeah. like your you know senior girl that's like your best friend since you know seventh grade, and you're that's not as much what we're talking about. So if it's somebody that's that's older than you, that's, that's mm-hmm. got a little more experience speaking into those things. Um, I would say it depends on the person, 
But for the most part, like you, they're at, at a, in a dating season, in a pursuing a person in a dating relationship in high school or right out of high school, there really isn't anything that you should feel like you have to keep away. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, like, I, I, barring something that they've got going on in their life yeah. that they've said, please keep this between us, like I'm working through this or something that's, you know, obviously not them harming themselves or harming others, things that would be important to bring to somebody. But like, they're just working through things. I think for the most part, like there's there's not a lot you've got to worry about in the boundary world of keeping something from those people to speak into that. Um, I think that shifts a little bit once you get progressive in your relationship. I think like there are definitely some things I'm not that are just either intimate between my wife and I and our own conversations that I, that I don't need to bring somebody else into the extent that we have with each other. I think this is different when you're dating. Yeah. Thoughts? I also think big um, differentiation between gossiping and belittling someone. Really so good. if you're just constantly having issues with the person your relationship with or pursuing, it's not a place of just complaining about, belittling, gossiping about what's going on in your relationship, but it's really bringing in about where you really are, yep. the type of people you really are and where you're going, but not but not just a place, a person where you're complaining. So it's really someone that you are bringing things up to to have truth spoken over you and to be called out. It's good. Um, I'm going to ask, I'm going to go to an anonymous question here. question is, how important is it for my boyfriend's friends to have the same values as me? Ooh, good question. Great question. Read, read one more time. How important is it for my boyfriend's friends to have the same values as me? Um, I've said this before. I'll say it again. Show me your friends yeah. and I'll show you your future. Who you spend your most time with is who you will become. Yeah. So if your boyfriend's friends' values don't line up with your values and the, the woman that you, you feel God's called you to be, who, who he's made you to be and how you've been raised or whatever, uh, his closest friends are going to ultimately drive who he will become. So it's really, it's really important. Mm-hmm. Um, now in high school, it's a little funky. There's a lot of gray area with relationships. There's so much relationship stuff going on. Guys that, you know, have, you know, teammates and classmates and friends since middle school. And there's a lot of different layers, but you can know the people that he's spending the most time with that are having the most influence on him. And if they don't hold the same value system, it's very difficult for your boyfriend. And this goes across the board for anybody, boy or girl, very difficult for that person to remain the one that does not get changed or altered or influenced over the the friends and so i'd say it's extremely important um you want your boyfriend and girlfriend that have people that are around them that are speaking life into them challenging them to grow in the relationship with jesus challenging them to be the man god's called them to be the woman god's called them to be so that'd be what i'd say anything, yep. anything exact you same thing. okay um if anything steps up here i i have a couple other ones you guys asked a lot of great questions um Let's go. Here we go. Ready? Next question. Anonymous one came in. Uh, when does it stop becoming a let's work through it issue hmm. and start becoming a let's break up issue? When does it stop becoming a let's work through it issue and start becoming a let's break up issue? Babe? <laughs> Any initial thoughts? Let's oh, start. It's a great question. Uh, I, this is this is one of those ones where I think it's there's not like a blanket. You know, here's the right. no, the number one. I think it's it's to every situation, to every person, it's going to be a little bit unique. Um, you know, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a youth pastor answer, but it's not a youth pastor. It's a Chase answer. It's a Holly answer. It's a people who poured into us answer that we really respect and look up to. Um, honestly, like you need God's help in speaking to you. Mm. You, you need to you need you need to invite and ask the Holy Spirit's wisdom. Um, if it's something that you, you just, you, you, you start to sense like God is saying like, it's time to move on from this. It's time to break this off because it's causing more unhealth than health. That's probably, that's probably a good line right there. Is what's going on causing more unhealth or health overall? Cause there's going to be fights. Nobody would say a fight is causing health, but they can produce it yeah. if conflict is done well. Um, but I mean, inviting God, God's spirit in and going, okay, Lord, oh, what are you doing here? What do you want to do in me? What are you doing in this relationship? Is it time for me to move on? Um, or am I supposed to stick it out and see this thing through? I also think a lot of that is different when it comes to the person that you're dating. If they, um, 
have the same value systems as you. Mm-hmm. If you're dating another Christian and you are Christian, you believe in Jesus, follow Jesus, and they believe in Jesus and follow Jesus, and you're you're having a, a work through it thing. Uh, I think it's a little different just because you both have two different. You have the same anchors. Yeah. If you're dating somebody who doesn't have the same faith as you, it's going to be a little different, and a lot of the time there's going to be a lot of issues that become uh, more more difficult to overcome mm-hmm. because of two different anchors. You know, so I, that's not that's not the greatest answer, but it's it's something. Um, it's something there. Okay, we got one here. That's good. Um, Chloe days. My mom asks what to do if you like someone that is not a Christian, but you know that they're a good person and that you can invite them to church. She sees this a lot and wonders what y'all think. Oh man. So good. So normal. So So normal. Um, and you hear lots of stories of people that do that. I think ultimately if you are really looking at like, uh, you are if you really have a relationship with Jesus and you say ultimately like my heart really wants what God wants and that's the path that you're following then it's that show me your friends and sh- I'll show you your future like the person the people that you spend your time with is who you're going to become and so when you are putting you are investing your heart into a relationship where there's just a a new level of feelings involved and a new level of closeness that you are allowing that person to have in your life, that person is going to influence you more than you realize. And I like, we, we want to, as Christ followers, we're called to invite people to, to know Jesus and to journey with us. And so I bring people, bring people to church, bring people to Jesus but when you are looking at the health of yourself as you continue moving towards Jesus in a relationship and bringing someone in that doesn't know Jesus, it's a great person. But there's a difference between a really great or good person and Jesus. Yeah. And so no. I would encourage you that when it comes to relationships, really, you want someone that's going that same direction as you. Because it's going to cause so many underlying value issues. And there's a there's a lot that we can go into with yeah, that. It's, it, it could get deep really quick, but that was yeah. really good. And I just would encourage you to uh, like. There's like it's okay to like somebody. Yeah. Um, I think there's a difference between liking them and then choosing to pursue them romantically. Yeah. You can friendship the heck out of this person to Jesus. Like I I, I I wish more people would consider that. Like hey, I like this girl. I like this guy. They're awesome. There's so much potential. I think like, God's starting to do something in them, but they don't like. They don't follow Jesus yet. They don't love Jesus yet. Like, should I just talk to them at all? I'm like, yeah. And you, friendship mm. is is the most underrated thing ever in high school. I just, ugh, I love, I love the possibilities of friendships mm-hmm. in high school without there having to be like the thing. Although, like we talked about, it's okay if there is, but there's so much there. So I, I would encourage you, like, you can like them without necessarily going like, we're gonna pursue this thing romantically. Friendship them to Jesus. I'm telling you. God, you know, can can use you as a person to open that door that gets them to church and invites them in uh, to their savior, and you never know what God can do. So that'd be something that'd be something I encourage you with. Um, we can talk more about that though. Yeah, love to. Couple couple more here because I want to wrap up. We might take ten minutes. You guys have asked some great questions, and we'll probably we'll probably do. Um, I'm gonna do a giveaway at the end of this thing to you, or I'll, I'll let you know about a giveaway. And so hang on to the end because you'll want to hear about that. And then, um, okay. Question, anonymous question came in. How do you know when saying I love you is genuine? How do you know when saying I love you is genuine? Um, that's a great question. I don't know if there's actually a answer (sighs) because I felt it in my heart for her before I said it. Um, but then when I said it, it also wasn't when I, th- th- you know, I remember, I remember the moment, like I said it, she said it back and you know, it was, it was amazing, but it also was just different than you th- think the movies or whatever portrayed to be. And I didn't even know what it meant mm. until now, like till really being in this place where like, I understand what love, well, the test of what love has to go through in order for it to endure to be real. I think about like gold and how it's refined in the fire and uh, like 
to, to purify it, to make it what it is in its purest form. It has to go through insane heat in order to get to that. And I think mm-hmm. part of that whole concept of love and understanding even what it means when we say it isn't, isn't actually fully understood. I'm, I'm not even saying I fully understand it, but I sure as heck didn't understand it when I told it to her the first time mm-hmm. when I was 19. Um, and so, you know, I just would say at, at this point, actions speak louder than words. Um, you know, words are powerful. I would say like, don't just frivolously give your I love yous out. I'd say those are sacred things. Um, I, I, I'm a person that would say like, man, that's a, that's a powerful thing to say, even though you don't fully understand it. Great question. I don't know if there's a full answer. Those are just some of my thoughts. Anything you'd say? Maybe that. Great. Um, if you see any other ones that pop up here, a um, couple more. Let me, let me refresh this to make sure I've got... Uh, so many. I know. Oh, I love this one. Okay. I might let you take this one to start because, uh, <laughs> okay. Question, anonymous question here. How do you talk to someone who you like without coming off too strong or coming off as too strong? Oh, y'all. Some, I, some of my, some of my homeboys out, out there, homegirls out there where you're feeling that I feel you. I lived it. It was such a difficult thing to navigate. Like, how do I like her? I don't want her to be. I didn't, so I basically just told her I'm, I'm probably gonna marry you one day. You know, and people found out, but I don't know why that was so weird. But so weird. <sighs> no, he didn't tell back. me that to my face. No, I did. I told it to somebody people. else because I genuinely did. I genuinely. We won't get into that. Question is, how do you how do you liking somebody? How how do you uh, talk to somebody who you like without coming out too strong? Thoughts? I don't know. It's <laughs> a horrible answer. <sighs> yeah. I'd say a lot of it is culture and, you know, like sometimes youth group culture mm-hmm. creates this funky vibe where like, if you just start talking to another girl, if you're a guy, you start talking to a girl or vice versa and you're just like one-on-one or two-on-one or whatever, it's just instantly can create this weird, like, oh my gosh, she likes her. She likes him. And, um, you know, a lot of times it's not the case. So I'm passionate about in our LWI context and culture, and this is why we talk about relationships is so we can get healthier across the board. Mm-hmm. That when a guy's talking to a girl or a girl's talking to a guy, it doesn't always mean that there's something going on uh, or could be starting to go on. Like that there can be healthy friendships that are developed at LWI. Um, and some of those can be people that like each other or one person that likes the other person. Um, my encouragement would just be, uh, how do you talk to somebody who you like without coming out too strong? Um, a lot of the time it's keeping it Keeping it fun, keeping it lighthearted. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think sometimes we just go serious so quick. We go like, I like you. I think we're going to get married one day so quick. When we can keep that world of like interaction and getting to know each other so much just more on the like fun and bringing people in. And like a lot of the time too, like I think people miss, un- they miss, uh, they underestimate the value of multiple people involved in the, the conversation. So like, for example, let's say you like this girl or you like this guy and you want to talk to him without coming off too strong. Invite a person over like to go talk or two people talking to group. Yeah, man. If you're a guy listening, listen very carefully. Girls, especially, but girls as well, but girls especially will feel so much, um, so much less like they've got to put walls up if there's multiple people around that can begin yes. to have that conversation, as soon as you go and you have that one-on-one conversation, I, I, I just know culturally a girl's like, why is he talking to me? Everybody's watching me. Everybody's looking at me or vice versa. That's not, sometimes that's the opposite case. Like where there's a, that, a girl who's just got a little bit more of that. Like, I'm going to go talk to this guy and the guy maybe not as like, you know, like, um, confident in that. So it's not just that, but how you can eliminate that is like, I'm going to bring some groups. I'm going to talk with a group of people. And I'm going to ask, you know, get to know this girl, get to know this guy while we're with a group. I think that's helpful. Yeah. I think sometimes people feel like they can't do that, but you can do that. And we can change our own culture at LWI. Mm-hmm. Great question. couple more. How do you know when you're ready to date? Thoughts? I think... This is, this is a really hard place to get to 
mentally, I think, but when you feel like you're at the place where you don't just need a relationship to fulfill you, it's really ambiguous. No, it's good though. But when you, when you're just so ready to jump into a relationship because you want to feel loved and needed and accepted and seen, I think that's when it's a dangerous place of toying the fence of like, am I, yeah. am I really ready for a relationship or am I just ready to get into a relationship yeah. mentality? But when you can be at this place of going like, okay, I am, I am at peace with who I am in myself and I've got some healthy friendships and I've got a healthy relationship with Jesus. And there, there is, I am pursuing some health in my life just all around. And I'm at peace of who, who I am. Like my identity is, I am working on that and growing in that. Cause I feel like we're always going to be growing in that. But when there's a piece of that and you're content in that and not just looking constantly going like, okay, who, who is out there waiting for somebody to begin pursuing conversation with me and then I can jump into a relationship or the opposite of like, who's going to notice, notice me? Who, who can I pursue? Who can I, where is that next person? So, so good. I just on that. I mean, I pretty much would say the exact same thing. It's just the moment you, you come to that place where you're like, I don't need a relationship to be fulfilled. Like my relationship with Jesus is enough. Mm. Uh, is a great time to start dating or is a great place to just know that it's okay. It's a good, you're ready. If you can be ready, I also don't think you can ever fully be ready because you don't really know until you, you don't, you don't know what you don't know. You don't really know until you, you dive in, but there's some great markers to say, I can be as prepared as I can be in my maturity levels in, um, where my heart is at. And like, I love that. Like if you, if your heart is needing a relationship or needing a guy's attention or a girl's attention or a girl's approval or a guy's approval, um, you know, a lot of the time, that's not a great time to jump into a relationship or, or be ready for it because, you know, you're, you're, in essence, you're looking to that person to fill a void that they're not supposed to fill, but only Jesus can fill. So as, as soon as you really begin to walk that out in your identity of like, I'm fulfilled, Jesus is everything that I need, not just blanket Christian kid saying it, like youth group meme, Jesus is all that I need. I'm genuinely saying like, where you get to that spot where you're like, ha, my relationship with Jesus is is the thing that carries who I am, mm-hmm. and my identity is in that. Uh, I'd love to be a husband one day. I'd love to be a wife one day. I love relationship and friendship, but man, all that I need is in my relationship with Jesus. Uh, I think that that's a great place to feel ready uh, today. Um, yeah. Let me speak to those that are already in a relationship, though, because there's a lot of you are. I know that you're here. You're watching, or you have people that you know. That, you know, maybe you felt like you started too early or you jumped into something prematurely. Um, I just would say continue to pursue that reality that we just spoke about. That it's, it's never too late. It's never too late to grow in that tr- that reality for you that Jesus is everything to you. Yeah. So, like, you can't, you don't have to be like, oh, well, kind of blew it on that one. And now I'm in this relationship three years and I've already given this person everything of me. And, and so I, now I'm kind of locked in, like, mm-hmm. false. You're not locked in. And God is a renewing, redempt, redemptive, restoring God. And so, like, take a pause and go, how much of, of who I am is wrapped up in this guy or this girl? Uh, in, or this relationship, or the potential of this relationship, or the hope of this relationship. And that's a great place for you to go, man, I need to come back and get some things prioritized and centered in my, my relationship with Jesus. But that'd be, that'd be, I'd jump on that and say the same thing. Okay, maybe two more. Anybody else want to ask here? You can ask here. I might, I might take one more from here, and then one more from uh, the anonymous Oops. one here. There are somewhere up here. Okay. Ooh, I got to get one here. Did you see somebody? Um, keep going. We asked that one. Okay. Um, okay, here we go. This is a good one. Oh, this is a good one. This is tough. Question is, if you like someone who you're friends with and you're scared that telling them will ruin your friendship, how do you make that decision? So good. One more time. If you like someone who you're friends with and you're scared that telling them will ruin your friendship, how do you make that decision? Well, um, one of the things that I would say is 
that if you're if you're well now I'll put it this way a lot of this is difficult especially in high school because you've got so you got so much time still before you could really make a committed covenant marriage relationship yeah. happen, right? I mean, some there's some of you who your your parents got married at 18, or some of them earlier, right out of high school, and we didn't get married until we were 21, a couple years out of high school. Uh, I felt like I was ready though, like I could have graduated and just boom, let's go. I got this thing. Um, I graduated college. You did graduate college. I did not. I just graduated college this last May, so it took me a little bit, but uh, she really motivated me. Um. You know, what's tough about that is because as soon as, well, for a lot of people, they, you can't do anything about moving beyond friendship in the season to something that's mm-hmm. going to go forward because of just the, 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 uh, the constraints of the season. Like you still yeah. have to wake up and go to school every day to finish your high school diploma. Uh, you have family obligations you're still living at home you still have a job that you know you're still i worked at chick-fil-a in high school there's still things you got to do so like a lot of it is like if you're not ready to take that next step in a committed relationship then to just tell somebody you like them for the sake of just getting it off your chest and you know it, it may not be the wisest thing to do whenever you can continue to grow in friendship yeah now a lot of the time most of the time if we're being honest here like 90 percent, nine out of ten times um, if you're friends with somebody long enough and you actually like them or they actually like you, it's pretty darn hard for the person to not know or begin to catch that vibe. Uh, you had to be a real skilled chameleon and actor, actress to hide those those inklings that come out, at least from my experience. It's not true for everybody, but from my experience. So usually it will eventually just come through the lens of, the feeling that is reciprocated from somebody where you don't even have to verbally tell them, I like you. Um, but I, I, I'd also say like, we need more, we need more people, um, who are bold and confident. Um, how is what I'm trying to say? Like, I think there's some guys out there that live in this world, but guys and girls, but there's some people out there that live in this fear world too long. And especially after you're getting to later high school and beyond where like you're just waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. And I think that there's some times where you need to um, boldly take a step out and communicate. No, like I like you and Mm -hmm. I have an intention of wanting to grow in this. If you reciprocate it um, where We've kind of created a culture. We, we see a culture now where like it's a lot of it's like, let's wait and see what happens forever and ever and ever. And I'd say like later high school to graduating high school, that's probably something more guys and girls need to begin thinking about as they're wanting to pursue relationships with friends that they've had friendships with. I was kind of muddy. That was all over the place. Anything you would add to that question? Okay. We'll hit, we'll hit two more. Cause that You're was the past 10 minutes. 12 minutes past. I was going to go to 7.30. One hour on the dot. Uh, there was one really good one here. Um, mm. These are so many good questions. I know, how do I... Ah, so good. Okay, these last two, because you guys are bold and you asked them here. I love that. So uh, how physical should a high school relationship get? Great question. Um, we've... We have... I've got a lot of thoughts. So many thoughts. Um, you know what? Here's what I'll do. I, <laughs> Pastor Johnny Fawn, uh, last year oh, came so and spoke. Oh, man. Came and spoke and uh, did one of these Q&As with us in our LWI high school service. And I love who asked it because of what I'm saying right now. But I'll still speak to it. Um, and they, they, they answered this question and, and broke it down mm. in such a brilliant and beautiful way. And so uh, if you want more on the physical boundary side and just getting some great insight and wisdom to that world, go to, uh, go to YouTube and search Love and Relationships, um, John and Fawn, Colbert. We could probably post the link. Yeah, maybe we'll post it. I'll we'll post, post it. Maybe right. I'll post it on our Facebook page. So, But uh, in, in general, um, I'd say like high school relationships, a lot of the time when it comes to the physical side is... Man, it's so hard. God, it's so hard. 
Because I think about being a dad now. In my, my view of a high school relationship and physical boundaries, which is a little different when I was in high school and dating. And, and now that I'm a dad and, and now that I'm a pastor where uh, or I have a bunch of young women and young men in my group who we're shepherding, my, I just I have a different leaning, a protective shepherding, fatherly-ish kind of leaning that just shifts how I, as a high school student, thought and felt. Um, man, I just would say, wherever you, uh, I'm, I, I, let me k- get my thoughts. Would you, you want to speak anything to that before I collect it? I let think me let me collect it because I have. There can be. I want to say something. I don't want to say something incorrectly. It kind of sounds like a silly thought process through, but some like the things that you would do in front of your parents or your youth pastors. Or people around you, because really, when you're at the place in high school, what you're doing in relationships is friendship, and that's the base of it. And so when you add physical in, there is a line that you cross in the relationship that you can't, that that takes away from just being able to enjoy the relationship. Totally. and so it becomes about the physical, whatever level of physical that is for you. doesn't matter whatever, wherever that is. If it's touching someone's arm, I mean, anywhere. But it is, <laughs> um, can't think now. Cool. I know. That's what happens. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say you're, really your focus is relationship. Yeah, and so you want to pursue the relationship. And that, that's such a horrible answer of clear, clearly answering, um, I'm yeah no. Answer. Pastor John said this, and I think this is the way I'll wrap this question up. Um, the the better question, rather than the, where is the line, the better question is when is the time. Hmm. It's about the right time, and it's if, in the context of marriage, a lot of that amazing stuff is where it's supposed to happen. And a lot of people they they jump to it too soon, and it can wreck a lot of things in the relationship. Yeah, you just miss out on so much in the relationship. You guys are amazing. Great questions. Um, I cannot wait. We're going to continue to answer these over the next several weeks um, at LWY High School. And uh, I'll tell you what, we love you. It's a joy for us to get to be your pastors. If you're not a part of the LWY family or you haven't been in a long time, we would love to see you 6.30 on Sunday nights at Church of Living Water. Here's what we're going to do as we wrap things up. We're going to do a giveaway for Collide West Conference, which is two weeks away, Youth and Young yes. Adults Conference. Wesley's going to, we're going to make a post after this, tag three friends that, that you know should be there. And we're going to choose one of you uh, to get a free registration and one of the friends that you tag nice. in the comments. Tag three friends. And we cannot wait to see you guys at Collide West. We love you. See you Night. next week. <laughs>